Welcome to season four, Fostering Change, the number one podcast in adoption and foster care. You know, each week we speak to the most amazing good humans about topics that touch each and every one of us. If you have a guest suggestion or interest in sponsoring our podcast, please visit us at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Now, sit back, enjoy, learn, get motivated, and let's speak to some fascinating guests. You know, it's so hard to believe that this month is almost over. What an amazing month. You know, I say this quite often. There are two months in the entire year that absolutely energizes me. And this month is one of them because of the fact that it's National Foster Care Awareness Month. You know, I say this all the time, every single month we should be aware of children who are in our foster care system. But you know what? If you're gonna give me a month, I'm gonna make sure I use every single day for something positive to help children in foster care. This month for me, I have traveled literally all over the country. I have given hundreds of speeches. I have truly tried to do everything I can can to make sure that people are talking about foster care. But guess what? I couldn't do this by myself. I could not do this by myself, but I can do this with amazing partnerships. I am so, so excited for my next guest, Nolan Carr. He is actually the Marketing and Communications Relations Manager for Amerigroup in the District of Columbia. And by the way, everybody, I know you listen to me in Australia and the UK, um, in Canada. Yeah, D.C. is in my heart. Four of my five babies were born in the District of Columbia. They were adopted through the D.C. Child and Family Services in D.C. And so to be able to work and partner with Amerigroup is something that I could not ask for a better dream. So, Nolan, welcome to Fostering Change. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Man, I'm a fan of the show. Super excited to be here today. Appreciate all the support that you're doing for the foster care community and children experiencing foster care. Yeah, you know, Nolan, you're you're in D.C. just like me. You know, I live in the suburbs now, but I lived in the District of Columbia for over 20 years. It's where we started our journey with our children. And it is I'm so, so happy when I found out that Amerigroup was so embedded in the investment of children in the District of Columbia when it comes to foster care, because I don't think people realize the high number of kids who are entering our system in the District of Columbia. Yes, it's it's alarming numbers. Unfortunately, you know, the number is increasing. With COVID, you see more children coming into care than usual, which is unfortunate. But the work that we're doing, the work that you all are doing is really important. It's impactful to support the foster care community here in D.C. And as you mentioned, we can't do it alone. So we're super invested in, in supporting the foster care community, you know, working with the child welfare system as an insurance company, a managed care organization, working with our medical providers, community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, kind of all hands on deck to really provide all the support and care that we can to the foster care community here in D.C. And as our neighbors, you know, the DMV, you guys being headquartered right there in Maryland, you know, often, unfortunately, as our children, you know, transition from placement to placement, they may start in D.C., end up in Maryland and Virginia. So we have to, you know, ensure continuity of care and, and work with them wherever they are, you know, even sometimes as they leave D.C. and, and come back. 
Yeah, you know, that is one of the things I don't think um, a lot of people understand. And I believe that educating our community about our system is that in the District of Columbia, you know, there is a one care provider out of the District of Columbia, which is the National Center for Children and Family located in, in Bethesda, Maryland, which, by the way, happens to be the center that we adopted our children from. But the one thing people do not know, we just had a packing party together. We packed cases in DC on the very first day of National Foster Care Awareness Month. And I will have to tell you that, Nolan, I wanna share this little bit with you that I have not shared with you know many of the people, some people who've read my memoir will know, but we actually packed our very first case um, and per and delivered our very first cases 10 years ago, by the way, and it was all for DC. That was the entire, we started this organ, and as a matter of fact, we didn't even think it was going to be an organization. We just wanted to pack some cases to remove the stigma of trash bags for kids who were in the District of Columbia. And that is exactly how this journey started with comfort cases. So we have such a deep embedded, um, you know, bond with child welfare when it comes to being in the District of Columbia. And that part I love. I love the packing party. I love what you all are doing. You know, one of the questions I have to ask you though, and I get this asked quite often, you know, for our listeners and viewers who are watching this and they're sitting, you know, or maybe they're on their Peloton or in their car, what can they do to help support Amerigroup and the foster care community within the District of Columbia? So, so that's a great question, Rob. But before I answer, I, I have to tip my hat to you and the whole team over at Comfort Cases. That packing party was an amazing experience uh, for myself personally, our whole team over at Amerigroup DC. We really pride ourselves in rolling up our sleeves and, and supporting the foster care community and doing the work. And what better way than to kick off Foster Care Month, National Foster Care Month, than holding that packing party? You know, folks are, are still talking about it, saying it was their favorite volunteer event how can they continue to be involved and do more? So I want to thank you guys for that opportunity to pack those cases, to get those out to the uh, foster children here in D.C. Because as you know, in your mission, we don't want to see children moving around with the trash bags. You know, unfortunately, if there's a termination of parental rights or whatever have you and they have to move, we want them to have the dignity of those bags that you guys allowed us to pack. So I have to say thank you. Uh, and, and now I'll kind of get it. I'll, I'll get into your question, Rob, as far as, you know, how folks can kind of work with us as we try to work to support the foster care community here in D.C. And, and we're doing a lot of things, you know, um, we try to be creative, right, and meet the needs uh, of the families that we're serving in the foster care youth. So there's a lot going on as far as trauma, right, and being able to address trauma. Everybody experiences trauma, but can you imagine being taken from your home? So obviously we want to link folks to care, whether that's therapeutic services, wraparound services, right? But we want to be creative and meet our foster families and children where they are and give them experience and opportunities. So we're asking folks to join us in creating uh, community events that our foster uh, children feel comfortable coming to and, and having a safe space. So we're creating self-care stations at rec centers where, you know, sometimes our foster care youth go for after school and summer school programs, you know, identifying these children, using our resources to have fun. Again, a big part of it is the events that we do. So we don't want to leave folks out 
I know this month in observance of National Foster Care Month, and a lot of things happen in National Foster Care Month, so we don't want to just stop there. But a big part of what we're doing is really trying to help uh, youth and young adults aging out of foster oh, care, right? Um, so let me tell you, that, that, that is my, anybody who knows me knows that, that that is, it touches, you know, we adopted our fifth child in 2019. He was 18 years old. And we adopted him because the fear that I thought of this young boy when I met him getting ready to mm -hmm. age out of a system, you know, and with no support, no net, no, I mean, Nolan, you, you and I both know, I mean, we as a society, as a society, you know, I, I, I say this all the time as a, as a public speaker, you know, Nelson Mandela says that you actually can judge your community by the way you treat your children. And right. the way we treat kids who are aging out of the foster care system, you know, we ride in on this, this white horse that we want to save these kids and we put them in the system. And then all of a sudden they turn 18, 19, 21. You know, I mean, by the way, just on the news this morning that I was reading an article in the District of Columbia where the issues of the kids who are aging out not being able to receive the housing vouchers that are needed for children in foster care. So I am so happy to hear you talk about that because I believe and, and, and somebody said to me just the other day, Nolan, they said, I don't I, I don't see kids, you know, panhandling on the streets in D.C. I was like. I, are you kidding me? I was like, these kids are scared. They they yeah. are hiding in your malls and your shopping centers and your public libraries because they are scared. They have been traumatized. They're dealing, and all of a sudden, they're just left out. I mean, we've got to do better with that, my friend. Yes, yes. So it's big for us. You know, we want to support the babies and the little ones, but that piece, you know, transitioning to adulthood, we're continuing to try to create programs and get the life skills, you know, as you're transitioning, working with organizations such as Pathways to Housing DC. So we're able to, you know, find some appropriate and affordable housing and connect folks to employment. So we have a housing specialist here with the Mayor Group DC, um, as well as an employment specialist and kind of linking those youth that are aging out of foster care to those subject matter experts who have access to those programs and resources to help set them up for, you know, successful lives and, and being uh, productive citizens because so much promise with our young folks, but we have to give them the resources and tools that they need that sometimes, you know, unfortunately, I can't really explain it another way, Rob. Sometimes our children in care slip through the cracks, experience oh, yes. foster care. So yes. we want to continue to, to work with organizations like yourself so we can raise that awareness and just support us in using your voice. You hear so much about the financial crisis, environmental issues, uh, school teachers, and all those are important issues, but we have to continue to, to raise our voice and speak about foster care and foster families. So we're just asking folks to, you know, roll up their sleeves uh, with organizations such as yourselves, ourselves, the child welfare system, and everybody use their voice so we can bring awareness and do the work to help folks. Um, this month, specifically, one of our great partners, um, the Foster and Adoptive Parent Advocacy Center, they've kind of used some of our space. It's been a great partnership. We have a wellness center, a community center attached to our office. So they've been hosting families growing stronger together, welcome orientations for new foster parents, because, you know, it's a lot, right? Sometimes these children that they're receiving, they don't have all the information, all the historical background on what that child's been going through. So to connect them to some 
folks who have experienced it and have lived experience and can say, hey, when you see these behaviors and things going on, so connect to them, we're, we're super prideful and, and happy to have them use our space. There was a summit that we were able to connect with on what, the 5th through the 7th of May this month. So that was exciting, you know, and just really an initiative, an opportunity for 50 young people ages 16 to 21 to get those resources that we talked about around employment, continuing education, right? When you think about children in foster care or experiencing foster care, you know, we don't want to limit them. Higher education is an opportunity for them, of course, just as any other child, but let's get them the resources. Let's connect them. And, you know, I have to use the word to really empower them. You know, that's what that was about. Happy to be a part of that. So, yeah, so much I, work fact, you, right? I, I have to tell you, you know, Amerigroup, you know, you are doing your corporate responsibility. And that is to build the strongest foundation for the future of our children than we can ever do. Listen up, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. Um, I am, you know, I say this quite often, you know, there is nothing better than educating each and every one of you of how our system is working, how we need to each and every one of us. And by the way, every single one of us, you do not have to have a penny in your pocket to make a difference. Understand that. You do not have to have a penny in your pocket to make a difference. We'll be right back. This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that inspires our communities to bring hope and dignity to our youth that are in foster care. For just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Case mission and help us eliminate trash bags for kids who are entering foster care. For every $10 that you give, Comfort Cases will give a Comfort XL to a child entering the system. Be part of the change. Visit comfortcases.org. You know, everybody says that I walk around in the month of May with a smile on my face, and I try to have a smile all the time, but I will tell you what an amazing conversation this has been. You know, I really, truly think, and by the way, you all know this, I come from the dot-com world, the dot-com world, we're takers, you know, that dot-org world, we who are givers. But when I see corporations, you know, who put their head in the sand and they don't want to see what's going on around them and, you know, truly not investing within their community, it makes my heart hurt a little. But then when I see companies like Amerigroup, who are actually doing something, not because they are mandated to do it, they're doing it because they want to see change. You know, I, I ended it, I ended it in, in, at the last segment and said, you can all be a part of the change. They want to see change. Nolan, I really want to know what is the drive behind, because by the way, you can have the name Amerigroup all you want, but it's the drive of your team. I've seen it in the packing party. I've seen it since we've become partners for a while now. Throughout the What is the drive that is giving your team to continue to keep making these moves that they're making? Because by the way, it takes a long time to see change. And you know, in this foster care system, it does not happen overnight. Yeah. You know, and there can be a lot of disappointment when you're, you know, dealing within the system itself, you know, especially when we have such high turnover with social workers, high turnover with foster parents. We see children being moved from placement to placement to placement to placement. We are seeing more and more uh, 
facilities being closed where children need the mental health that they need because of the trauma they've gone through. What is that drive that keeps pushing you and your team with Amerigroup? Yeah, that drive is really what really resonated with me and why I'm here with the mayor group and, and want to continue to be with the mayor group, because there's really just a spirit of serving and there is a responsibility, right? We have these resources. Uh, we're a corporate company and we do a lot of great work. But how are you using those resources, right, to impact everyone, all of humanity? So our mission is about improving health comes for all of humanity, simplifying health care, all of those things, right? So what we want to do and what we do do is we can't be one of these corporations or organizations that comes and drops some money and, and rolls off into the sunset and, hey, use our brand, use our name. Again, we want to roll up our sleeves and be a part of the solution, right? And plant the seeds for change. So when we do these things with you all, these volunteer events, and we work with the different foster care organizations, that's what it's about. It's about service. It's about making a difference and making a change, right? And we do feel that responsibility and that obligation, you know, as a company. And, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Really, it's 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 amazing, Rob. There's so much more work to do, and the experiences that we have, you know, as we do this work, it just intensifies the responsibility, right? The more that you do, the more responsible you feel when you meet these families, you meet these organizations doing so much. It's like, we can do more. What else can we do? You know, there's only one Rob, but let's find, you know, someone else doing something similar and let's come together. That is our yeah. responsibility, right? And tie that into our mission, right? So we still are, are you know, a health insurance company and focused on managed care, but we're more than that, right? And you can't look at these families that we're serving as data and numbers, you know, a lot of corporations do that. These are our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers. This is our family, right? And that's that's the responsibility, you know? And these are our future. These, You know, these kids are our future because they are our leaders of tomorrow. You know, I was yes. I was on a call just, you know, a day or so ago with the head of child of uh, the head of um, human services in the state of North Carolina. And she said, I'll never forget what she said to me. She said, she says, when she took over this position, she said, the very first thing that I did is I made sure that people did not talk about these are cases. These are my right. files. This is Susie, who is, by the way, energetic and loving and is just wanting a forever family and wanting stability. And, you know, I think so many times, you know, it's it's that labeling, you know, yes. we have done yes. in society, where as soon as you say foster, you immediately someone says, what did that kid do wrong? You know, yes. or, oh, that kid is so beyond trouble that there's no way I could ever do anything. Kids are resilient. Nolan, you know that. I know that. Kids are resilient. The kids are resilient. You know, listen, this has been an amazing conversation. Guys, I'm telling you, I say this quite often, you support who supports your community. And your community yes. is not your zip code. Your community is our human race. It's our human race. And you want to deal with corporations that are building a foundation for a future for tomorrow and understanding every single child who has walked into a foster care system has walked into the system because of a choice that someone else made. Understand that. A choice that someone else made. And this company, yeah. Amerigroup, 
with a partnership with all of the people who are around them, you guys are making sure that guess what? The next choice is the success, success. Because if we don't have success for kids in our foster care system, we have way too much success in our penitentiaries. And you know, yes. and that we cannot have. Nolan, listen, thank you so much. I can't wait for you and I to thank get together you. again for our next yes. packing party, because I know that's going to happen again this year. Yes. Everybody yes, listen course. up. Do what I said. You know, get out there every single day. Be a part of the change. Do this. Talk about foster care. Talk about it. Because when you start normalizing it, okay, that's when you see the change will happen and the wave will be large. So, you know, for the end of National Foster Care Awareness Month, I want to say thank you all. Thank you for the donations. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. But let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Because kids in foster care, they deserve more than one month. Take care, everyone. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening or watching the latest episode of Fostering Change. All of us on our team hope that you've learned something new today and have been inspired to be a good human. Now, just a reminder that you can always find Fostering Change on your favorite channels on Google, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and others including, of course, comfortcases.org. I want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us each and every week. And a reminder that if you have a suggestion for a guest, or maybe you might have a question about today's podcast, or are interested in becoming a sponsor of Fostering Change, please don't hesitate to email me personally at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Now, that's it for now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.